and welcome to this episode of Overcoming Anxiety with Dawn Morgan. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are. When someone we love is suffering, it's natural to want to help. And that is absolutely commendable. However, we can sometimes do more harm than good. I'm going to tell you a story now. One evening, a while ago now, I was browsing through Netflix and wanted something that I wouldn't need to concentrate too much on. You know the type of thing, flicking through lots of different options. Anyway, on this particular evening, up pops Fifty Shades of Grey as a trending option. There'd been a big hoo-ha about both the books and the films, but I had never read or watched any of them. My curiosity was triggered, so I decided to watch it to see what all the fuss was about. I'd heard various explanations about the film and the books. Some people liked and enjoyed them. Some thought they were enjoyably erotic. Others, however, thought they were pornographic or disturbing or morally corrupt. The variety of opinions in themselves actually amused me. So this was going to be interesting. I settled down with an open mind. I found that I viewed the film through inquisitive eyes and and looked at the psychology and relationship between the two, the the two main characters, that is. And I found the storyline a little predictable, no real depth, but it was okay. Um, I thought it was filmed with enough left to the imagination, but choose to push some buttons. In, In other words, it wanted to get a reaction. I wasn't offended by any of it, and and actually that would be a bit of a limiting problem in my practice if I was, but it certainly would not be a film I watched again because of its predictability. My reaction was actually more of, I can see why some people found it good and enjoyable, but also why others were offended by it. Or those that really wanted to watch it, but couldn't quite bring themselves to, or those who did watch it, but wouldn't admit to it. What's fascinating here is the range of experiences that viewers had when watching the movie. Or even those who had not done either, they even had come to conclusions about it. And this is what I want to explore today. How do we see the world? You see, we all see the world through our own lenses. It's like we live in our own movies. There's so much going on around us at all times. We only see a fraction of what is actually available to us. We pick up on the things that we focus on, all the things that stand out, the things that are important to us or things that we are on the lookout for. So if, for example, someone is appalled by the idea of Fifty Shades of Grey, for whatever reason, they will probably be appalled by it when when they watch it. If, however, someone is excited about the idea, they will most likely enjoy it. Our minds focus on the things it thinks are important. If you're looking for new shoes or a new pair of boots, but not sure what style you would like, your mind will draw you to everyone's shoes as you go about your daily routine on the lookout for ideas. Or if you're considering buying a yellow mini, then you will notice yellow minis each day. It's like they suddenly pop out of nowhere. Or perhaps you or your your partner is pregnant. Then you will suddenly notice more pregnancy-related items and, of course, other pregnant women. And it's a bit like social media. If you've been browsing for a new computer, for example, you'll see all sorts of adverts for computers popping up on your social media accounts or in your email, perhaps even the actual item that you've been uh, viewing recently. I get emails from Amazon when I've been browsing items. It can be useful, but not always. 
Our life's like that. Our attention is drawn to things that are relevant to what we are focusing on. We create our own worlds and interpretations and give meaning to the things that we experience, which creates our unique slant on everything. No one person's experience is the same as another's. They may be similar, but we can always find differences. You can see this clearly when two friends who have been to the same football match, for example, and over a drink in the local pub afterwards, they start discussing the match and end up arguing about various factors with opposing ideas, even though they were watching the same match. You know the kind of thing, a particular defender was not in the right place and that was why they scored versus they played really well, we were outplayed. Different perspectives, different realities. When we expect others to have seen the same as us, this is when we run into conflict. When we understand this concept of separate realities, we can step back and be curious and look to understand a different perspective. So where does this fit in when we're supporting someone with anxiety? When, we, when it comes to supporting someone who is suffering, we also view solutions through our own experiences. The solutions can be helpful to others, but not always. The Fifty Shades of Grey movie illustrates this in its variety of responses. When we talk about our own struggles and our triumphs, our stories will speak to some people and not others. And even when they do speak to someone, the way we overcame our issues may not work for others with the same issue, regardless of how well-meaning we are. Sharing these stories is powerful and they should be told. They allow us all to feel as if we're not alone, that others struggle the same way and we can allow people to take what they want or need from our stories without expectation. Many people who suffer from anxiety just want to be heard. They're struggling and many will also know that what they're feeling is not logical, but they're feeling it anyway. Often they know what they should do or not do, and they don't need reminding. So what do they need? Someone to listen, to hear them without judgment. The power of having a safe space to air your feelings is invaluable to everyone. But many of us have this deep-seated idea that to help we need to offer solutions to fix the problem. Our solutions, however, are based on our interpretations, our beliefs and ideas, and our very different experiences, and are not always helpful to others. I don't believe that anyone needs fixing. I believe that underneath all the layers of experiences, beliefs and modelling, all those things we've been exposed to, we have all the resources we need within us to uncover the wonderful, resilient, capable, happy person that has been covered up with all this stuff that life throws at us. Holding a safe space for someone cannot be underestimated. It's a powerful thing. When someone trusts you to share their feelings, their frustrations, their challenges with you, just listen, just be there. As well as not offering solutions or trying to fix it, we also don't want to feed it. Remember, what we focus on gets bigger, gets stronger. So listening is good, allowing someone to feel heard is good, but feeding the issue is not helpful. This approach works well with all things, but is particularly helpful with anxiety. Listening and perhaps holding someone's hand and just explaining that you are there for them can provide great reassurance. 
sitting with anxiety rather than responding to it is incredibly helpful because if we react to an anxiety trigger, it reaffirms the need to do it. And as I said before, what we focus on gets bigger and stronger. It's not easy for many with anxiety, but with the help of someone close, it becomes easier. Never undervalue the effects of a hug. Our conscious minds can only focus on five to nine things at a time. With anxiety, the unconscious mind brings an issue to the attention of the conscious mind, which then uses logic to try to override the unconscious mind. But logic will never overcome feelings, especially the deep-seated feelings that tend to show up with anxiety. Consider this. If you are deep in an anxiety attack or situation and feeling completely overwhelmed with it, but then suddenly there was a very loud crash, a deafening crash or thud upstairs where your child or partner was. What would happen? They need you. Do you respond or do you ignore? You may not know, especially if you've not experienced this. But when we are jolted out of our current situation, regardless of what state that is, our response changes, our fight, flight, freeze response is activated or reactivated, but in a different way for a different reason. When we change our focus, when our attention is directed elsewhere, our thoughts change and therefore our feelings change. Distraction is used by many as a tool for dealing with anxiety. And when that works for you, that's fabulous. There's no right or wrong way. It's whether it's whatever works for you. And I, I like to share different options that either I have used or my clients or others have used in the hope that something will help you. So this is one powerful technique and is, is a way to divert the attention to the present. It's a mindfulness practice or meditation. It doesn't really matter what you label it as. Just give it a go. Take the time to concentrate on something in great detail, depending on what you have available to you. Perhaps making a cup of tea or coffee. Watch how the steam circles around the spout of a boiling kettle and how the water interacts with the tea or coffee in the cup or pot. If you add milk or cream or sugar, watch in absolute detail how they merge with the liquid. Concentrate on the ripples as you blow the liquid in the cup to cool it and how it tastes and smells as you drink it, how it feels as you swallow. Then notice how your breathing has changed. Or if you have a garden, sit and watch a leaf and the movements it makes, or perhaps a bird in a tree that's sitting there chirping away, or perhaps it's looking for worms on the grass. Anything that focuses absolute attention on what is happening in the here and now, this is mindfulness. And it's a powerful exercise to do at any time of the day without having to do anything. You don't need to sit or stand in a particular way or hum or sing or say things out loud. These exercises can be done anywhere without anyone noticing and just a few seconds of mindfulness can be amazing. Let me know what your thoughts are. Thanks for listening. Please click the subscribe button so that you're notified when each new episode is launched and leave your comments or reviews, which helps both me and other listeners know what is good. Let me know your thoughts on these ideas. You will find contact details for me in the show notes.